the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'll demonstrate, if they can, that they indeed possess a higher intellectual ability than simply picking the low-hanging fruit of cheap shots solely on one's physical appearance. WTBN, Pinellas Park. This hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Attorney General Sessions paid a visit to the White House today, but Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says Sessions did not meet with President Trump. Huckabee Sanders acknowledging the president is disappointed with Sessions. But also wants the attorney general to continue to focus uh, on the things that the attorney general does. He wants him to lead the Department of Justice. He wants to do that strongly. The president not letting up on his public criticism of Sessions. At a White House event in the past hour, a reporter shouted a question at Mr. Trump, asking about his decision to bar transgender people from military service. More on the policy shift, White House correspondent Greg Pugstaff. After consulting with generals and military experts, the president has decided that the government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. He said on Twitter that our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Last year, the Obama administration ended a ban allowing transgender service members to serve openly in the military. Greg Clugston, Washington. The Senate now voting on a bill to repeal Obamacare. This certainly won't be easy. Hardly anything in this process has been. But we know that moving beyond the failures of Obamacare is the right thing to do. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell exhorting his fellow Republican senators to get the job done. Closing Wall Street, the Dow ends the day up about 95 points, 21,709. The NASDAQ, 10 points higher, the S&P up a fraction. More on these stories at townhall.com. If you run your own business, when you're not on the job, you're on the road. In your van. Signs that say detour and do not enter are just plain bad for business. Well, here's a sign that's great for business. It says 0% financing and up to two years complimentary scheduled maintenance on Mercedes-Benz Sprinter or Metris vans. Powerful, capable, and affordable. That's Mercedes-Benz van power. With pioneering safety technologies and low total cost of ownership, Mercedes-Benz vans are the right choice for your business. Check out the full lineup of Mercedes-Benz vans starting at just $25,995. 0% financing and up to two years complimentary scheduled maintenance. That's van power for all. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. Starting at price refers to base model Metris worker cargo van. Excludes all options. Taxes, title, registration, transportation charge, and dealer prep fee. Please see your dealer or go to mvvans.com for further details and exclusions. The Spanish prime minister has been giving evidence in a long-running corruption scandal involving his people's party. Mariano Rajoy is not a defendant in this case, but his testimony is seen as significant. 
The court wants to know how much he knew about a massive scheme which allegedly saw businesses paying popular party politicians bribes in exchange for public contracts. Also, the judge will want to know how much Mr. Rajoy knew about an illegal cash fund that was allegedly kept by his party. His court appearance is deeply embarrassing for him and his party, which has been plagued by a number of corruption scandals recently. That's a BBC's Guy Hedgecock. Well, it was a woolly ride, but three wild rabbits did manage to escape rising floodwaters in New Zealand by climbing up on sheep and surfing to safety on their backs. One farmer says he's never seen anything like it. News and analysis. Town Hall. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. You don't know how this is going to turn out. Even right now, if you're going through adversity, you're going this bad. This, Pastor, this is a bad. T- Listen, you don't know how this is going to turn out yet. Hang in there. Better's the end of it than the beginning because you don't know how it's going to turn out. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, I'm Dr. Raul Serrano. And I'm Dr. Suzanne Foley. And we're excited because on our show this Saturday, actually the next two Saturdays, we're going to be talking about your thyroid, healthy thyroid, healthy life. And we're going to be giving you natural ways and natural and steps to really get your thyroid functioning and healing better. So don't miss it. The next two weeks, we're going to be talking about your thyroid and how to heal it naturally. Saturday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Welcome to this uh, Wednesday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. It is the 26th day of July, and uh, what can I tell you? A lot has been happening today, and um, we're going to have a chance to talk about it here on the program. I hope that you're having a very, very good Wednesday, and uh, we're honored to have uh, you with us this afternoon. I'm honored to be here with you. Um, I know you probably got some questions today, and I'll have some conservative answers, as always. Some important updates that uh, you need to know here uh, pretty quick. We are simulcasting right now all across West Central Florida. So uh, call a friend and tell them to join us. we got a lot of options, the Faith Talk stations, the Answer stations, uh, over on the Biz as well. We've got live apps for all of those stations. You can listen on your smartphone, listen on iHeartRadio, and we're also streaming. So going to have some important updates this afternoon. Now, uh, as always, uh, we've got a couple of guests, so it's going to be a little bit tight today. But uh, questions or comments, uh, Michael Miracle is standing by. He loves to hear you. And, by the way, he always loves those first-time callers. Uh, so if you're in Tampa, 813-287-5700. Uh, Sarasota, Bradenton, Manatee County, 941-950-930. And for all others across Florida and U.S., toll-free, 877-943-9673. Now, in a moment, um, in a moment, we're going to be going and uh, having a conversation with Peter Sprigg. He's a senior fellow for policy studies at the Family Research Council because uh, earlier today, President Trump announced that uh, via Twitter that uh, transgender individuals would no longer be allowed to serve in the nation's armed forces. 
course, that's been a big uh, storyline today. But the uh, other, st- and we'll be talking about that, by the way, uh, and the implications there with uh, Peter Sprigg. We'll also have uh, the former mayor of uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, my friend, uh, Mayor Rick Baker, who is um, vying to become mayor once again in a contest with current Mayor Rick Kreisman. Last night they had a debate, a televised debate on Bay News 9. Uh, During the second portion of our show today, we'll be talking to him and uh, getting an idea of uh, the major issues, not only in the debate, but in the um, contest going forward. And I know that uh, sewer, 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 and uh, (laughs) overrunning sewage is a a big topic in that campaign. Let me give you a a quick uh, update as far as uh, the action in, in the United States Senate. We have two votes happening uh, this afternoon. I will tell you that during the second hour, I'm going to tell you what incumbent protection is all about. Because right now we have a vote happening, or it's probably wrapped up, on the Hyde Amendment. And that is a policy uh, statute in the federal code that federal dollars cannot be used for abortions. Well, we're doing the monetary side of this. Uh, And so they're running this amendment. This is the amendment that's going to be voted upon, and uh, they're not going to get the 60 votes necessary. And you may ask, why are they doing that? Well, stay tuned to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show because I don't have any time to explain it here, but I'm going to explain what's happening with that vote uh, because that's what's called incumbent protection, number one. And then the real vote that's coming up later today is called the skinny repeal is what they're calling it. That's an amendment to repeal Obamacare uh, and uh, in a skinny way to do away with the mandates and the taxes. And uh, we are looking at that one as probably the key vote. When you have Republicans voting against that, you can compare that to the 2015 vote and how they voted then. And you look at that vote uh, compared to today, that is the vote that um, all of these senators... And senators who are vulnerable. And I'm going to tell you that uh, uh, Bill Nelson, who is our Democratic senator right here from Florida, he's going to vote. Uh, he's going to vote uh, no on both of those. So uh, by doing so, we'll tell you how that helps incumbent production, even on the uh, Democratic side. But we'll also talk about the fact that this is the vote that uh, I believe uh, Governor Rick Scott, once he announces. Uh, for his run for United States Senate, it will be this vote and, and maybe some more to come, but definitely this vote of where we're going to be at. So that's our update on a very, very busy news day. As always, for our answer folks, we know that uh, you have uh, questions and we're already giving you some answers. So I got to tell you today that uh, we had our staff meeting and uh, about the time that I'm breaking up from our staff meeting, It comes across uh, not only on Twitter, but the New York Times. The president of the United States has announced that transgender individuals uh, will not be allowed to serve in the military. So for analysis on this particular topic, uh, direct from uh, FRC, the Family Research Council in uh, Washington, D.C., we have uh, Peter Sprigg, who's a senior fellow for policy studies at the Family Research Council, Uh, He joined FRC in 2001, and his research and writing have addressed the issues of marriage and family, human sexuality, the arts and entertainment, 
as well as uh, religion in public life. He has been quoted as a spokesperson for FRC in many major newspapers and uh, maybe even quoted today. Uh, he's an ordained Baptist minister, and as a ardent Southern Baptist, Florida Baptist, uh, I'm proud to, to uh, stand alongside uh, that particular uh, analysis or that uh, description. And uh, before coming to FRC, he was a pastor at a church in Clifton Park, New York. With that, Mr. Sprigg, good to have you with us this afternoon. Well, thank you for asking me. Well, let's talk about uh, family research because uh, to uh, yourself, uh, I don't know so much about you, but I know that General Boykin, as well as the boss, Tony Perkins, they have been outspoken about uh, the decision at the very end of the Obama administration to allow transgenders to serve in the military. Um, Tell us uh, what FRC is uh, thinking right now with the news that came out of Washington this morning. Well, we were very gratified at the announcement that President Trump made. This was exactly uh, everything that we had asked for, uh, to see a complete rollback of the Obama, the radical Obama transgender military policy, uh, was exactly what we had hoped for. And uh, it's still going to take some work to uh, some some more fleshing out of the details to sort of undo all the uh, the threads of the, of the policy that had already begun to be put in place. Um, but uh, but we're confident that uh, with this clear direction from the president that the Pentagon will be able to work those things through. It seems to me, Peter, that even the, the, um, the either the Pentagon or the military was a little caught, caught off guard because their press release says, said something to tune like, we're going to address the new directive from the president. It seems to me that uh, this decision was made. The president moved very quickly. I'm not so sure even uh, the military folks uh, up and down, uh, at least the leadership ranks, were appraised of this. Any thoughts about that? Well, yeah, I haven't heard anything, uh, any inside scoop in terms of what communications took place with uh, between the president and the and the Pentagon, other than the fact that the president talked about consultation with my generals and military experts. So um, he, he didn't specify who, who he had spoken with there. But uh, this was really a fulfillment of a, of a campaign promise that he made, that he would, uh, he would consult with people who are knowledgeable about the military and making these decisions. And I don't think the Obama policy was something that uh, that came from the bottom up out of the Pentagon. It was something that was imposed from the top down. And uh, and so uh, this is just restoring the status quo that uh, existed before about a year ago. Now, the president uh, has alluded to uh, readiness and consultation with his uh, military leadership. As you can imagine, uh, Peter Sprigg, you've been watching the reaction throughout the day. Uh, In fact, I learned uh, not too long ago that the ACLU is planning to sue the president. Uh, There's also been estimates of uh, even though there has been a freeze or at least a a hold on the policy that's been rolled over a couple of times on the six-month basis, that uh, I don't know whether this is an accurate figure, but allegedly 10 or 15,000 transgender people serving in the military Given the amount of transgender people identifying as that in the culture, that seems like a pretty high number in our military um, in our military uh, men and women who are serving. Uh, any thoughts about that uh, that you have done there at Family Research in terms of uh, uh, looking at the impact of this, uh, anticipating hopefully that this would be overturned? 
Well, we did uh, prepare an analysis of, uh, with an estimate of what the cost could be to the military for implementing this, and we had to make a, you know, we had to adopt a certain assumptions in terms of beginning right at the beginning with with the number of uh, people serving, number of those who experience gender dysphoria or identify as transgender who may be serving in the military already. Uh, we drew a number from, I think it's the Williams Institute, which is a pro-LGBT think tank. Um, that uh, was about uh, eight or nine thousand um, service members who might be uh, identify as transgender already, and uh, then we calculated, you know, looked at online sources in terms of the cost and so forth. We found it could cost almost a billion dollars over 10 years just for the direct medical expenses for, for surgery and hormone treatments. And then when you include the lost time because of uh, people not being deployable as a result of, of this action, uh, that the, the total cost could add up to anywhere from $1.9 billion to $3.7 billion over a 10-year period. Uh, now, that's uh, on the one hand, that's not a large percentage of the overall defense budget. But on the other hand, that's um, that's a billion that's billions of dollars that could be u- better used for a lot of other purposes within the military. One quick question we're about on our break, and I know that you uh, have got another uh, interviews lined up at Peter Sprig. Right. When we look at this uh, very quickly, we know that for years, uh, young men and women. Uh, signed up to serve our country at the same time knew that under the 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 GI bill they would have a chance to go to college now some of us have uh, been speculating that hey this transgender surgery is between what a quarter million half million dollars whatever it is uh, we thought that with the military taking this move that was going to just draw a lot of people who'd want to have this surgery just join the military get it done for free uh, and those numbers—that's where a lot of those potential numbers in the future comes from. Correct, because this would just be a, an avenue to get your surgery done. That's correct. That's part of uh, part of what the costs that went into that estimate, uh, and. Uh, you know, we, it's hard to know with any certainty, but uh, certainly that was a concern that we had as well, that, that this would make uh, the military a magnet for, um, for uh, those who identify as transgender. Now, the Obama policy, as, as uh, laid out, uh, said that someone was supposed to, be, uh, supposed to be stable in their gender identity for 18 months or something before they could join the military. But um, that they, at, at the same time, we're not prepared to say, well, we, we will not provide these treatments for people after they join the military, um, you know, who, who decide after they join that, that, that they want to have it. So uh, uh, that, that certainly was part of, the, part of the risk and part of the kind of perverse incentive that we thought this policy created. All right. Hey, great update from Peter Sprigg with the Family Research Council. That website is frc.org, frc.org. Peter, thanks for being with us this afternoon, and thank you for the fine work that you do at FRC. Well, thank you. God bless you, my friend. All right. uh, Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Comment about uh, the executive order on transgenders, plus an update on Majority Whip. Steve Scalise. Something everybody everywhere does in the same language. Do you have a question?
cracked or broken windshield and full coverage insurance? Do you want a new windshield at no charge and up to $100 cash back on the spot for your damaged windshield? Call Autoglass America today at 813-96-GLASS. They work for you, not your insurance company. 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Autoglass America. So... What would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either. And that is a beautiful thing, too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. Bible. Sunday mornings at 7.30. Don't miss the crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, he gives us life. He gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Sunday mornings at 7.30. On Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. And welcome back, Bill Bunkley here. It is 21 minutes past the hour on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. So, um, what have you been thinking? What have you been thinking about the the president's call on transgenders in the military? I know that we have uh, quite a retired community here, and uh, this has been one of those topics that have been uh, uh, certainly one that's been discussed. Phone lines are open right now eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. That's eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. I want to get to a couple of uh, bites uh, from uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders from today's uh, press opportunity at the White House. Before I do, have a great update. And um, House Majority Whip Steve Scalise, if you remember that uh, he was wounded last month, uh, he was struck in the hip, and uh, the bullet tore into some blood vessels and bones and internal organs. He has several surgeries. The good news is uh, is that he has been released and discharged uh, from the hospital. That hospital was MedStar Washington Hospital Center, and now he's going to be going into what is called intensive inpatient rehabilitation. Obviously, for his uh, safety, they're not mentioning the rehabilitation center. That's uh, good. Um, but uh, for those of you um, uh, predisposed like I am, I'm going to continue to pray for the full and total recovery from the House Majority Leader and look forward to uh, his return to the uh, United States House of Representatives. Well, as I said earlier, uh, it was a huge surprise earlier this morning when the the story broke, uh, what was going to be happening in terms of the transgendered. 
And uh, you just heard from uh, Peter Sprigg about uh, some of the issues that go into this. One was uh, military readiness, uh, but also uh, the huge, huge costs uh, that uh, was projected to come about of those who, uh, and I firmly believe, uh, just like uh, in a much broader sense, much larger numbers that young men and women um, have joined the military for the opportunity to uh, get an education uh, after they serve their country. And, uh, boy, imagine, you know, the folks uh, that uh, wanted to say, hey, I'll join the military if I can have my quarter million dollar, half a million dollar sex change. And, by the way, hormones in uh, all that process, I understand, uh, is very expensive as well. So certainly um, a lot to consider. And remember that the previous administration sort of uh, put this on the books as they were locking up and uh, leaving uh, their um, public housing there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, but as you can imagine, as soon as today's press conference got underway, uh, at the White House, uh, there's only two big topics uh, being discussed today, and that certainly is the repeal, replace, or both, or whatever <laughs> that's happening over in the United States Senate, and, of course, the decision on uh, transgenders today. So uh, let's go to cut number seven, and uh, we heard that uh, one estimate from FRC and others is about 8,000 potential transgenders uh, in the force of course, some of the other outlets today are saying 15,000, but that doesn't surprise me. Numbers are always inflated on these type of issues. Let's listen in to cut number eight, and this is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. To remind us a little bit more often about some of the forgotten men, women, and children that we're here to serve and that the president is fighting for. The president has uh, a lot of support uh, for all Americans and certainly wants to protect all Americans at all times. The president's expressed concern since this Obama policy came into effect, uh, but he's also voiced that this is a very expensive and disruptive policy, and based on consultation that he's had with his national security team, uh, came to the conclusion that it erodes military readiness and unit cohesion and uh, made the decision based on that. All right, and so the question is, uh, so just what happens uh, to the current transgender personnel? That's cut number seven. That's something that the Department of Defense and the White House will have to work together as uh, implementation takes place and is done so uh, lawfully. All right. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple of minutes here. And uh, as uh, the ongoing um, words between President Trump uh, that have been um, uh, aimed toward his Attorney General Jeff Sessions, um, the question is... Um, what uh, is the end game here? I'm joining many people. I I um I got to tell you I, you know. I, I've never seen um, a president, a speaker of the House, Senate president. Uh, I've never seen someone who is the the one in authority be so public about their um, criticism of someone who's serving at their pleasure. Now, oftentimes when somebody resigns or quits, you get a statement that usually isn't as direct and caustic as what we're used to from President Trump. But uh, some discussion about, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Sessions says he's not going to quit. 
president said he hasn't uh, gone down the road of whether he'll fire him or not, but we keep having this discussion. So um, I'm kind of open to someone telling me what is the end game here. Obviously, if, if uh, the attorney general leaves, I agree with uh, several pundits who say it's going to be real hard to come back and get another attorney general confirmed. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding. And if uh, AG Sessions were to leave, then you've got the uh, deputy attorney general. And uh, I don't know if the president uh, would like to have this holdover from the previous administration, uh, which, you know, it could be tied up in the Senate for uh, a long time in terms of the confirmation hearing. So I don't know if the president would like to have that situation. And the other, the only other uh, suggestion I might offer this afternoon is just maybe in the president's mind, and remember that this is not a career politician. This is someone who wrote a book on the, uh, you know, the art of negotiation and one that may think that putting, uh, continuing to put public pressure on the attorney general without having any discussions with him. They've not met in the Oval Office. In fact, yesterday... Uh, the Attorney General was uh, at the uh, the White House uh, with meetings with other administration officials when some of these tweets went out. He did not meet with the President. And so the question is, um, you know, is, is the President to stepping up this because he wants to continue to hammer away until the Attorney General either opens up uh, some new uh, investigations on the Clintons, on the server, uh, on the involvement with Clinton and the Russians, of course, there's another side of this is uh, the leaks that are coming out of the intelligence community. community. Uh, maybe he's going to hammer away until those uh, get rolling along. Uh, who knows? Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's been uh, extraordinary uh, to see this unfold, to say the least. And uh, let me just tell you this, that uh, Senator Sessions has uh, been a dependable conservative uh, as a senator of Alabama. One of the early individuals to endorse Donald Trump, and, um, and just for a lot of us, it's 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 a little uncomfortable to see the amount of pressure on someone who was uh, you know an early and long term loyalist to the president. Some questions there. All right, for those of you in the city of St. Petersburg, you got a mayoral election coming up, as well as some city council elections. Coming up next, Rick Baker, former mayor, talks about uh, his uh, performance last night and the issues going forward that you are going to be voting on. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. An amendment to repeal Obamacare, leaving a replacement for later, has failed in the Senate. This measure would have given Congress up to two years to come up with an Obamacare replacement measure. Attorney General Sessions paid a visit to the White House today, but Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that Sessions did not meet with President Trump. The president, meanwhile, not letting up on his public criticism of Sessions, is upset that Sessions recused himself in the Russia probe. Wisconsin has won a fight to build the first U.S. assembly plant for electronics giant Foxconn. The project expected to result in billions in investment in the state, creating thousands of jobs. On Wall Street today, the Dow closed up 95 points and NASDAQ ended 10 points higher. 
More details at srnnews.com. As a pastor, every day has its triumphs and challenges. Here at Faith Talk 570, we're praying for you, and we'd love to bless you at our annual Pastors Appreciation Day, September 21st at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Author, teacher, and preacher Dr. Albert Moeller is coming to personally encourage you. There's a delicious meal, time to connect with other pastors, equipping forums, and amazing prizes. Don't miss out on Faith Talk's Pastor Appreciation Day. Seats are free, but you must RSVP at letstalkfaith.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-566-2424. That's 800-566-2424. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Bill Bunkley here. Have you thought about how many people were involved in your last car or truck purchase? The salesperson, the sales manager, the general manager, finance and insurance managers, and on and on. Getting through the sale can be a real grind. Not so at Rivard Buick GMC. When you buy from Rivard Buick GMC, the process is so streamlined that you work with just one person, from the opening handshake to the transaction of the sale, even the finance and insurance end of the deal, one person only. No other dealership does this. It's such a refreshing way to buy a vehicle. And one of the owners is always at the dealership in case you need that special Rivard touch. Lease a new Buick Encore SUV for just $199 per month with $1,000 down. Check out the Buick Encore today at RevardBuickGMC.com or visit them and brand it on Route 60. And when you do, tell them Bill Bunkley sent you. Know the truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. It's a powerful moment at the beginning of the gospel. What do we read in Galatians 4 verse 4? In the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. God was preparing the world for Jesus' birth. God was preparing the world for his public ministry. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley, on this Wednesday afternoon. Certainly a very big news day, and uh, we're keeping you up to date. And uh, right now, I want to tell you, I'm calling all St. Petersburg residents, all St. Petersburg residents, time to listen up because uh, you have a big election coming up. And uh, I want to make sure that uh, you're hearing and paying attention. And uh, this might be a great opportunity for you to share a little bit with your friends and neighbors of the discussion we're going to have in just uh, just a second or so. My good friend Rick Baker, former mayor of St. Petersburg, has uh, decided that uh, he wants to come and uh, give of himself again to be mayor of uh, the great city. 
And uh, there's an incumbent uh, that's in the race as well, uh, and that is uh, another Rick, Rick Kreisman. Last night, they uh, squared off on a televised debate with Bay News 9. And uh, I got to tell you, if I just even look, if you just look at the picture in the, in the Tampa Bay Times today, there's nothing like a blue shirt and a red tie and a serious look to give you the advantage. But with that, I'm having some fun. Mayor Baker, good to have you back on our program. Bill, it is great to be with you again. Thank you for having me. Well, you're my recommended candidate. That's why I want everybody to listen up this afternoon. But uh, on a more serious note, you're working very hard. The, the The current mayor is working very hard. I think the absentee ballots uh, either today or very soon are going out in the mail. So last night you had a chance to make your uh, big presentation on both sides um, so I got to ask you the question that you were asked last night. Is the city better off since you left? Yes or no? You know, I think, I think, uh, it's absolutely not getting better, uh, under the leadership of Rick Christman over the last four years. And that's why I'm getting into this race. I think, uh, we had a great term, you, you know, you and I worked a lot together back then, Bill, when I was mayor and we were able to move the city forward in so many ways in our downtown, the redevelopment of our downtown, really a renaissance in our downtown. In the Midtown area, we were making great progress, lots of resources coming in and, and, and changing people's lives for the better in Midtown during that period. Even our public school efforts were succeeding as our schools were increasing in grades. But that's not been the direction we've been going for the past four years. And so let's talk about that because um, you have been looking at, you're an expert, you, you, you were the mayor, and you've been looking, you've been looking at how the budget has been uh, put together the last four years. Uh, there's a lot of spending going on. Uh, I think you believe there's a lot of over-budgeting. So certainly there are opportunities to tighten the belt. Uh, would that be fair or unfair to say of, uh, of the case you're making? Uh, there's no doubt about that, Bill. We, we, we are over budget by $35 million on our pier. We are over budget by $35 million on our police station. We're spending $85 million on a police station. You know, Orlando just completed a beautiful new police station for $50 million. There's just absolutely no reason we should be recklessly spending money like that. It, it's, you know, this is money that could be going to building playgrounds and rec centers and libraries and other things in our community that we're, we're just doing with, I think, inefficient spending. And when we look at that, uh, and not only that, we know that there's been a particular crisis, and uh, we've been kind of busy with some other issues. But did I not read the other day, uh, Rick Baker, that uh, in some of the analysis that has come out about this uh, sewer debacle, that in fact uh, there has been some uh, misadministration on part of the uh, uh, Chrysman uh, folks? Yes, um, Fish and Wildlife Commission uh, did an analysis of it, and they just issued a report. It was issued some time ago, but it had not been released by the Christman administration until Friday. And that report is extremely critical, it, it, and it makes certain things clear, Bill. It makes clear that uh, when, when Rick Christman decided to close that plant in April of 2015, and, and not when he didn't have a place for the – he closed Albert Wooded sewer plant downtown. He closed the plant, and, and he didn't have a place for the sewage to go. He hadn't built up the capacity at the other plant to take it, and that that was a, a catastrophic mistake, and, and it caused us to spill 31 million gallons of sewage into the bay within four months after he closed that plant. And then they were equally critical, and maybe even more so, for that fact that he then refused to reopen that plant and get the capacity back up. And as we all know, 
a year later, he dumped almost 150 million gallons more into the bay. And and it was, it's a very sharp rebuke of, of the way he's handled the situation. Mm. If you're a resident of St. Petersburg, you ought to really be paying attention and you ought to really be sharing some of these facts with your friends uh, who are also voters in that very, very beautiful city. And by the way, if you'd like to connect more with uh, Rick Baker for mayor, former mayor of St. Pete, uh, that website is uh, bakerstpete.com. That's bakerstpete.com. And if I was uh, in St. Petersburg, I'd uh, bookmark that particular site because uh, especially listeners to uh, uh, my 4 o'clock hour here, we have uh, the conservative answer stations. We have the uh, the socially conservative faith talk stations. And also the biz, our business signal, is um, simulcasting all across our width here except for our Spanish teaching and talk. I want to tell you that uh, you're here listening to this program because you're either conservative or socially conservative or you're keeping an eye on me, one of the three. Uh, but I want to tell you that's why I'm very much in support of, um, of uh, Mr. Baker. Um, now, give us a, a vision or two. Uh, you are very astute because of your experience. You, you know how to look at a city budget. You, you have a great track record uh, in that area when you were mayor. But let's now turn the page uh, rather than uh, the things that need immediate attention because of um, what uh, you would probably say is mismanagement. How about a vision or two for the future as the, s- some neat things that you have in mind that uh, you'd like to bring uh, to the mayor's office for the future of the citizens there? Sure. Well, let me first talk about the peer, and and you know the peer approach, the peer as we know that, and this is partly passed that, that uh, Mr. Christman had promised the voters an opportunity to vote on the new peer, and they voted for a peer called Destination St. Pete, and which would have been keep the old peer and really make it with a cool new design by local architects, that was rejected by Mr. Christman, even though the voters voted for it, and he, and he and he brought us a peer that that most folks do not believe is iconic. It was it was over it was it was under the the costs were underestimated so as it turns out it's going to cost more so they watered down the view but I'll get back into that another time on the land side of it though they proposed to build concrete buildings to put restaurants and other buildings on our waterfront park mm. which I'm absolutely against I want to strip all that out on the land side what I would do is I if you've ever been to Dell Holmes Park for the folks that are listening it's I built it when I was mayor it's on Lake Megory it's the largest playground and water feature play ground water park and with pavilions for picnics all around it on Lake Megory on 22nd Street South. It's an incredibly active, wonderful playground and park uh, for the community. It is jammed. If you were to go there on Saturday or Sunday or after uh, school, it is full of kids, but it's also full of families having church picnics and birthday parties and everything else out down this park. I would take one of those and I would put it in Spa Beach right on the pier approach and I would hook it into the beach with maybe some, some uh, volleyball on the beach, but you would you would wind up bringing thousands of people, residents of the city, that would finally return to the pier, and it would become an active uh, place for our city to gather and, and be part of. And that's that's the type of thing I would like. You know, not not spending the millions and millions of dollars, but two things that people actually want, like playgrounds and water features and and, and picnic shelters and things like that that could bring people to our waterfront. That's the type of thing I would like to do. I'd also like Bill to work on our school in a very robust way. We did it before, as you know. We worked strongly in our public schools. I raised money for a 1,000 four-year college scholarships for children in free and reduced lunch programs 
private money we raised to do that. Uh, they 93% of them graduated from high school. I want to continue to work on the schools, work with the uh, the new settlement they reached, make sure that the, the schools that have been identified as failing over the last couple of years, we can we can put back in, in into a good place and and get, make sure they're getting the resources they need, the support they need. I have always been a passionate advocate of the public schools as mayor of the city. I will return the mayor to that position of advocating for him again, and we'll get him back to the place where they were before I left office. Mm. I want to get back to the waterfront in a second, but I, I want to stay on this uh, topic for just a moment when you talk about uh, uh, the parks, the schools. Um, I know that when you were mayor, you had a, a lot of interaction in the faith-based community. Uh, a lot of our churches, the same pastors that uh, are very much a part of our effort here at the Faith Talk 57910WTBN, uh, it doesn't seem like we've had a, a lot of that uh, city uh, faith uh, interaction uh, on some of these some of these issues that that they could be a part of. Talk about that. You know, when I was mayor, you, you might recall we had a very significant homeless issue. We had we had uh, tent cities in the downtown and some of the surrounding areas, and and uh, I went to uh, Bishop Lynch, uh, who's the the bishop for the Catholic diocese yes. for the West Coast for St. Petersburg diocese, and and I, I I met with him, I talked with him, and we put together a joint. Uh, effort, uh, him and I, to build Pinellas Hope, which is which was uh, on land that the Catholic Church owned behind their cemetery off of 49th Street, and they wound up uh, allowing they, they 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 let it. Catholic Charities ran it, but they allowed the land to be used. The city city I brought city facilities in there to to clear the land and make it into places where we could we could put a facility for homeless. And then I raised private money from a lot of different folks to come in, and we were able to put shelters there. The bottom line is we have uh, today, there are over 400 families, uh, 400 people that will be staying at Pinellas Hope today. This is over a decade later. And the churches in our community and, and other civic groups as well, synagogues as well, from throughout our community will come in at night and they will provide the food. They they, they, they bring in from their team, they cook it at their church or their or their, their uh civic group or whatever, and they bring it in at night and they feed the homeless there. And it's a way for the community to be responding to the, the homeless issue in a very, very positive way. But you, you, you make sure that we, we, we let everybody that wants to be involved in the sol- solution, including the churches, be an active part of it. We did that across the board. Mm. And again, uh, that website, if you'd like to support financially or volunteer for uh, Rick, ba- Rick, Rick Baker, former mayor of St. Petersburg, vying to return. That website is bakerstpete.com, bakerstpete.com. And uh, now's the time for holding some signs, doing some door knocking and a little bit of contributions, those of you who live in St. Petersburg. Last thing I want to circle back to, you probably don't remember this, but one of the, one of the um, uh, functions uh, we worked together, uh, it was something I never, and I'm talking about quality of life. Uh, I had never been, I was born and raised in Tampa, but I'd never been in downtown St. Petersburg along the waterfront. Uh, I never had, had been there like 5 in the morning. We were there. I was emceeing a 5K run. may not remember it, but uh, we were all there for this magnificent one run. And I saw the sunrise, and it never really had dawned on me that in Pinellas County you could see a sunrise in the east. Uh, I want to just end on, on this note. Uh, I, I have always remembered that, and I've always remembered that about the special uh, uniqueness of St. Petersburg and that waterfront, and I'd like you to comment on that uh, as the last uh, few moments we have here. 
You know, that was a, it was, a, if it's the event I'm thinking about, it was, it was called the Sunrise Run. That's correct. And it, 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 and was it, that. it, it was, and it was a faith-based, uh, uh, faith, faith-based run. Correct. And it, and it was led by a really prayer warrior, uh, here in our community who sadly just passed away a few weeks ago, yes. but it was, it was, we, we did it every year still, still, hopefully they'll continue to do it, uh, going forward, but it was a wonderful, there was a lot of, you know, praise singing at it. And there was a lot of, uh, just, just a lot of fellowship. It was, it was a great, great, great run that I enjoyed being at every year along with you. And I thank you for being part of it. And what I really liked about it, Bill, is that you just let me play guitar and sing it. <laughs> and anytime I can get a gig, I'm in it. You know? it, it, was <laughs> it was wonderful. Well, Mayor Baker, uh, I trust you're going to be reelected, and so I pledge to you that whatever we can do, whatever I can do to be with you, uh, anything for the city, uh, especially faith-based, we're there. And as always, I know you're busy. Thanks for taking a few moments out to be with us. Bill, reminder that the ballots went out yesterday, so they'll be dropping in your mailbox if you're absentee ballot with, by the end of the week. And the election itself is August 29th, so we need everybody out to vote. All right. That website, Baker St. Pete, BakerStPete.com. Rick, we got to go. God bless you, my friend. Bye-bye. More of the Bill Bunkley Show. We'll be right back. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Hot dog, it's Wednesday. What's so great about that? Well, if you have a ceiling fan to install or a faulty switch or just something with your electric system that needs fixing, you've been putting it off, you can call Mr. Sparky to come out today, and you'll save $59 off the service fee for the visit. Call now. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Despite the partisan polarization that characterizes both politics and media of the moment, the public seems surprisingly united when it comes to defining Americanism. A new voter study group survey associated with George Washington University showed a full 93% agreeing that respect for American institutions and laws is important for being an American. Meanwhile, 88% believe it's important to accept people of diverse racial and religious backgrounds to claim authentic American identity. Even 75% of Democrats believe it's important to speak English and to embrace our common language. All in all, the survey that interviewed 8,000 respondents showed a populace much less fractured, bigoted, and resentful than often assumed. Nearly all of us understand that what makes us American isn't where our ancestors came from, but the common ideals and shared culture that we uphold and advance. I'm Michael Medved. For some affordable family fun, check out Dollar Tuesdays in exciting Florida State League Baseball with the Clearwater Threshers presented by Regions Bank. Tickets and all your favorite concessions like hot dogs, beer, and soft drinks, popcorn, and peanuts are just a dollar. It's happening every Tuesday at Clearwater Thresher Home Games at Spectrum Field on US 19 in Clearwater. See you at the ballpark for Dollar Tuesdays. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. That's right, Tampa Bay. If you have a cracked windshield and full coverage insurance, they can install a new one for free and buy back your old one for up to $100 cash on the spot. Call 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. 
What I love the most about this school is that we get to learn about Jesus and that he loves us. Hey, this is Bill Carl. You know, parents just like you right now are looking into the benefits of private Christian school education. I just love the heart of the people here. The teachers are very warm. It's traditional classrooms or small sizes. I like how you can talk about Jesus and relate Jesus to everything. With school just around the corner, don't let finances or location keep you from providing your child with the best education possible. Why not log on today to ChristianTuitions.com. That's our website, by the way. And find out about a great Christian school in your community for half off the first year's tuition. Amazing schools like Bayshore Christian School in South Tampa, Citrus Park Christian School, Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie, Sarasota Christian School, Tampa Bay Christian Academy, and Word of Life Institute. They partner with me to lead them to Jesus, and that's what it's all about. Half off your first year's tuition at a great Christian school near you. ChristianTuitions.com. Hi, this is Pastor Al. Got a Bible question? Wondering what the Bible has to say about current events? Join me Sunday nights at 11 on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN for Late Night Live with Pastor Al as I take your questions about Bible prophecy and current events, creation and evolution, Israel and the Middle East, angels and extraterrestrials, sin and salvation, and a whole lot more. Bring an open mind and an open Bible because you never know what we're going to talk about next. Sunday nights at 11 on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTVN. I got to catch my breath. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. Has it been a fast-moving first hour or what? It is uh, 52 minutes past the hour as we're approaching the 5 o'clock hour and um, getting ready to go into our second hour. We are monitoring uh, what has happened, uh, been happening with the uh, um, overhaul and uh, of uh, Obamacare. Last night was very telling, and I'm going to use this as a tease for the second hour. And that is um, last night there was a procedural vote. Now, you must understand this this whole process in the Senate is an expedited process. You may not know this, but the whole thing is going to be over by Thursday or Friday. Because this is not a normal this is not a normal bill. If this was a normal bill, which would be subject to the sixty forty rule, by the way, um, they could they 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 could stretch this out over weeks and months. But no, there is a twenty hour trigger. Once this thing gets underway, that's why we're we've had uh, going to have two votes today. Another vote tomorrow, and uh, by Thursday night, early Friday morning, you're going to be looking at uh, your own analysis of which one, which ones of the members of the U.S. Senate really were not interested in fixing the Unaffordable Health Care Act. And last night was telling because uh, to be the subject of tomorrow is something to think about. There was just a procedural vote because there was an objection, and the objection was that they needed a 60, 60 uh, majority instead of a 50 majority. Understand that last night, hours after senators voted 50 for, two against, with the tiebreaker from Vice President Pence, 
Last night, uh, they were looking for votes just to move forward, and that was on the repeal and replace potential of an amendment. It failed uh, 57 to 43. Now, I can tell you that, let's do the math. You'll hear this tomorrow. Let's do the math. There are 52 Republicans in the Senate. Last night, only 43 of them um, voted yes to uh, have this procedural uh, objection overridden so they can move forward. So here's the math. Yesterday, during the day, we had two defections, McCluskey of Alaska and Collins of Maine, two of the female senators in in the Senate. The vote late last night, with it being 43 yeas, do the math. 52 minus 43 equals what, class? Nine. And by the way, there were liberal, moderates, however you want to call them, senators, Republicans, as well as conservative. So we have nine defecting. Now, when we come to the second hour of my show, if you want to cross over and and take a listen, I'm going to talk about incumbent protection and talk about the two votes that are happening today and what they're going to tell you. have a little lobbying class on that as well. Uh, Especially, I want to make sure you understand what incumbent protection is all about because that is, believe me, that is alive and well in Tallahassee. And uh, it isn't something that just the Republicans are engaged with. Um, uh, everybody is engaged with that. But uh, you got a little bit of an interesting twist because the first vote in the Senate was the vote uh, today. It, it was to um, support the Hyde Amendment. And the Hyde Amendment basically is policy that says that there will be no federal funds used for uh, abortions. And, um, of course, uh, with, with sections of Obamacare, that has, um, that has not been enforced. And so as we have been uh, monitoring this particular vote on the budget, I'm going to tell you why they're taking that vote, because it requires a 60% plus one uh, vote to say, hey, no federal funds for abortion. Well, when you've got 40, uh, 52 Republicans and 48 Democrats, uh, for those you know the basic politics between, you know, conservatives and liberals, that ain't going to pass. And by the way, you can look outside uh, these two votes today. No, no, um, no vice presidential Pence motorcade that has come down to break a tie because they know full well it's not going to be a tie. So um, we'll have that coming up. So going to talk about that now you know what the other topic is what would you do what would you do if and when your employer said hey we want to put a chip in you we want to put a chip in you in order for you to do something here at work let me ask you a question class are you ready to have a chip in you whether it's the government whether it's the FCA, just kidding, because we know we have dog chips. So we'll talk about that. We'll also have a, a little discussion about the votes that are taking place today. 
And that'll happen coming up next on our sister station. Of course, uh, uh, that's 860-857-910 for Hour 2 of the Bill Bunkley Show. Jay Sekulow is coming up next here on 860 and 930. And um, for those that have to leave me now, I will see you tomorrow at 4. Singing Italian song. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 461 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-461-8937 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-461-8937 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-461-8937. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the Salem Media Group Breaking news this hour from townhall.com I'm Keith Peters The Senate rejects a proposal to repeal much of Obamacare without a replacement. On this vote, the yeas are 45, the nays are 55. The amendment is not agreed to. Seven Republicans joined all Democrats in voting against the proposal championed by Senator Rand Paul. It is not about federal government designing the perfect health care system. The federal government cannot deliver the mail. All right, they lose a billion dollars a quarter delivering your mail. Do you want them in charge of your doctor? Do you want them in charge of your insurance? Among the Republicans who voted against the measure, Arizona Senator John McCain, who flew back to Washington Tuesday after surgery for brain cancer. Linda Kenyon, Capitol Hill. President Trump says he'll bar transgender individuals from serving in any capacity in the U.S. Armed Forces. Trump said on Twitter Wednesday after consulting with generals and military experts that the government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. The publicly strained relationship continues between President Trump and his attorney general. Attorney General Jeff Sessions was at the White House Wednesday, but he did not meet with the president. Spokeswoman Sarah Sanders was asked why the president doesn't fire Sessions if he's unhappy with him. Look, you can be disappointed in someone but still want them to continue to do their job. The president is disappointed because Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation, which triggered the appointment of a special counsel. Ray Clugston, the White House. A judge in London says critically ill baby Charlie Gard will be transferred to a hospice desire to die unless his family and the hospital treating him agree on an end-of-life plan by noon on Thursday. Judge Nicholas Francis says it's in Charlie's best interest to be moved to a hospice and for him at that point to be moved to a palliative care regime only. On Wall Street, the Dow by 95 points. The Nasdaq rose 10, the S&P unchanged. More on these stories at townhall.com. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. This is before I ever even heard about the product. 
I never endorsed a pain reliever, but now I am. And yes, now I'm taking Relief Factor 2. Maybe you've heard me call it a miracle. In fact, listen to what Amanda from Texas wrote. I was having pain in my left thumb area and left side of my leg from my knee about four inches up. After about a week of taking Relief Factor, the pain in my leg has gone away. And a few days later, the pain in my left hand is gone. We've gotten thousands of these testimonials, and if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did, try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-583-84, A Wisconsin company is offering to microchip its employees, enabling them to open doors, log on to their computers, and purchase break room snacks with a simple swipe of the hand. Free Square Market, also known as 32M, says more than 50 employees are voluntarily getting implants August 1st at what the company is calling a chip party at its River Falls headquarters. Company Vice President Tony Dana. It's a voluntary option for employees to, to get, receive a microchip in their hand. And uh, where they receive it is between the thumb and the forefinger. Uh, it's going to be about the size of a grain of rice. The technology is already available in Europe. Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz fired an information technology staffer following his arrest on a bank fraud charge at a Virginia airport where he was attempting to fly to Pakistan. Wasserman Schultz spokesman David Dameron says Imran Awan was fired by the Florida lawmaker on Tuesday. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The House has approved legislation that would nullify a federal rule allowing consumers to join together to sue their banks or credit card companies rather than use an arbitrator to resolve a dispute. Just two weeks ago, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau finalized a rule banning most types of mandatory arbitration clauses. Republican lawmakers have wasted no time trying to undo the rule. They call it a gift to trial lawyers. Democrats say giving consumers a chance to join together in the courts can provide some redress while also deterring companies from unscrupulous behavior. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting the vote was 231 to 190. A package of new financial sanctions against Russia, Iran, and North Korea has hit a snag in the Senate, where the se- chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee is objecting to the House's decision to include penalties targeting Pyongyang. Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee told reporters he preferred to keep the North Korea sanctions in a separate bill that would be carefully considered by the Senate. More at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTVN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open. In Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. 
Welcome back to hour number two. We have some breaking news on the Bill Bunkley program, and that is um, moments ago the United States Senate failed. They failed to garner enough votes uh, to support uh, Senator Rand Paul's amendment, which was the repeal of Obamacare. Now, we're going to be talking about that in a moment. Two very crucial votes this afternoon. Uh, both of which we're going to have a chance to discuss. But the breaking news is is that the all-out repeal with a two-year uh, time span in order to replace it um, fell short. Now, we're going to let you know uh, who the seven Republican senators were in the United States Senate who failed to support the simple repeal of Obamacare. It's now becoming very, very evident that regardless of how senators voted in 2015 on a repeal and replace vote, when they all knew full well that it wasn't going to mean anything, it wouldn't go anywhere because President Obama would um, veto the legislation, uh, today we are now getting a little bit of a dose. Well, we're getting a huge dose of reality. But we're glad to have you with us this afternoon and um, going to carry over a little bit of the news of the day. Our phone lines will be open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673 if you have uh, some uh, questions. So we're going to have a discussion on what um, incumbent protection is. And we'll also talk about uh, the individuals in the United States Senate who... Um, by all stretched imagination, has um, caused a screeching halt to the idea that if the Republicans were able to get back in office, if they would be able to control the U.S. House, if Republicans control the U.S. Senate and control the White House, they would reverse the um, the devastating, devastating effects that Obamacare has had on literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people across this country. So uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, uh, I tried to get Michael Merrico to bite, but um, what would you say if you were called into the office of your employer and they said, uh, hey, guess what? Uh, we've got a new initiative here. We're going to plant a chip in your hand we're going to do a little biometric work here now for those of you listening in the second hour which is our faith talk 57910 102.1 lakeland wtbn conversation we immediately think of biblical prophecy we immediately think of revelation we immediately zero in on not only the many antichrists that have been um, part of um, civilization down through the ages, but we also think about the antichrist, the antichrist, and uh, reminded uh, that one day we're going to have to have uh, his mark uh, for those who aren't raptured out, for those that... Uh, I have to go through the second half of the of the tribulation, or the seven years, I should say, in general. Um, now that's something to think about. Uh, and now we see where putting a chip into someone's body to have that on board 
We'll tell you what that's all about coming up on the Bill Bunkley Show. But first, pastors, want to remind you that um, we're going to blink our eyes. It's going to be August, and we're going to blink again. It's going to be September. And I want to tell you that the response has already been outstanding for our annual Pastors Appreciation Day. Now, that's coming up on September the 21st, but I really want to urge you to RSVP today uh, because we're going to be um, having our event this year on the campus of Exciting Idlewild Baptist Church on the 21st. We've got two great uh, seminars lined up. Uh, One's going to be at 9.30 in the morning, the other one at 10.45. I'll tell you more about those two free seminars uh, in the days to come. But uh, that, the seminars are free. The lunch is free and uh, a very special treat. Uh, We've had a a lot of interest since we announced this over a year ago. Dr. Albert Moeller, Jr., who's president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, He's also a prolific author, a teacher, and you hear him on our uh, radio stations often with the town hall moment similar to my something to think about because he's on the editorial board for Salem Media Group. and uh, But um, our good friend uh, Dr. Al is going to be with us, and he's going to be the keynote speaker for the pastors. Now, it's going to be a packed event, and you know you also get that free resource bag and all sorts of goodies, and you're going to get some tips on some, some great opportunities. A lot of uh, gifts at uh, the booths that are set up by those who are sponsors of this event. Each one of them is going to have a chance to win a prize, plus uh, we have some grand prizes we're yet to announce. Now, but you have to register, pastors. It's free, but it's going to cost you a minute or two. Real simple. Go right now to letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Click on the Red Pastors Appreciation Day banner, and uh, you can sign up for that right there. And we look forward to um, seeing you on that very special day. Also, hey, I learned this morning at our staff meeting, I want to tell you what, this is a hot offer, a hot deal, and I'm talking about half price off tuitions. Now, if you haven't had a chance to go to our website at um, to talk to see about uh, christiantuitions.com, that's christiantuitions.com, to not only look at the program, but to see the available schools, update, update, we are three schools less because we learned today that uh, three of our listeners have taken advantage of the half price off tuition. Now, how that works is the very first year as a means of introducing you to some of our fine Christian schools in the area, you can uh, go to their website, christiantuitions.com, find out which schools are available today, uh, follow the process, call them up, Tell them that you learned about them by our website here at uh, Salem Media Group and that you'd like to talk about their school, maybe set up an appointment. And uh, as you pray about it, if that's the school of your choice, guess what? You're going to save thousands of dollars. And I mean thousands of dollars because we're going to cut that tuition in half for the first year. And as I said, I just learned of three schools where folks have uh, jumped on those right away. So, I don't want you to miss out. So if uh, you've got a son or daughter and you'd like to take a test ride for a year to see just how a Christian education can benefit uh, your youngsters, go right now to ChristiansTuitions.com. That's ChristiansTuitions.com. 
All right, our phone lines are open. If you have questions or comments about where we are at with the Unaffordable Care Act, as uh, literally thousands upon thousands of people uh, who uh, have been victimized by this uh, by this sham of a health care system. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what happened in today's two additional votes. Uh, folks, I'm going to tell you by late Thursday night or Friday morning, by the time you get up Friday morning, this first round is going to be all over. And uh, we may even speculate about what's to come. I don't think you want to hear about what's to come in the Senate because um, I think the folks that are coming out with the spatula, you know, not the spatula, we're spackling is what I meant to say. You know how you patch the holes in the wall before you paint? Oh, guess what? That's going to be the new theme, I predict, for what to do with the spiraling Obamacare plan. It's spiraling down. It's bankrupt. And so... um, what you're going to see, you may not like. But phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Going to go to school. Going to teach you a little bit about uh, both votes and uh, give you an idea of what's really going on. I'm going to pull back the curtain, take you behind the scenes to what's happening on Capitol Hill in the U.S. Senate. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hello, Pastors. Bill Bunkley here. Our 2017 Pastors Appreciation Day is coming up Thursday, September 21st, and I urge you to register your RSVP today. We'll have an inspired time of worship, a great lunch, resource bags, and awesome prizes. Boaz Shalgi, owner of EDI Travel, who just hosted my pilgrimage to the Holy Land, is flying in from Israel to host a free seminar. Join Boaz at 9.30 a.m. to learn more about special sites awaiting you in the Holy Land. You'll enjoy coffee and pastries, plus a special gift from Boaz. Discover the steps to plan your pilgrimage and how to receive special complimentary benefits for you and your spouse as tour hosts. EDI Travel just earned TripAdvisor's best Holy Land trip for the third straight year. For more information about EDI Travel, call 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Sign up today to attend Boaz's free seminar at our annual Pastors Appreciation Day on September 21st at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here. Have you thought about how many people were involved in your last car or truck purchase? The salesperson, the sales manager, the general manager, finance and insurance managers, and on and on. Getting through the sale can be a real grind. Not so at Rivard Buick GMC. When you buy from Rivard Buick GMC, the process is so streamlined that you work with just one person. From the opening handshake to the transaction of the sale, even the finance and insurance end of the deal, one person only. No other dealership does this. It's such a refreshing way to buy a vehicle. And one of the owners is always at the dealership in case you need that special Rivard touch. Lease a new Buick Encore SUV for just $199 per month with $1,000 down. Check out the Buick Encore today at RivardBuickGMC.com or visit them and brand it on Route 60. And when you do, tell them Bill Bunkley sent you. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. 
That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com. I have a little bit of time of praise and worship, and uh, that is, uh, you just have no idea what a refreshing uh, minute or so that is to come back to uh, just close my eyes and think about that day when I stand in his presence. Bill Bunkley here on the Wednesday edition of the show of the same name. It's uh, 21 minutes past the hour, and... Um, you know, there is a lot for us to be praying about. Uh, no doubt that uh, uh, when we uh, pull the curtain back here in a moment, I think you're going to be better educated to know um, what's going on in a very complicated process up on Capitol Hill. And I want to explain to you uh, where we're at. And then a little bit later on during this hour, uh, you might want to weigh in on what you think about a company microchipping their employees. Wow, does that uh, does that sort of raise the hair on your arm? You know, certainly not around where they're going to inject that little rice piece of rice type of a biometric chip in your body. Whew, we'll get to that, man. I tell you what, I'm pre-trib, man. I'm out of here. I I pray, I hope, I believe because 
that 666 thing is bad stuff. You know, we, we talk about some bad stuff, Zika viruses, everything. Nothing's like the 666. And for those of you that are in, a little code word for Christian brothers and sisters, you probably know what that is. So let's have a little education. First of all, yesterday there was a vote. A lot of bending of the arms. It was just a window-dressing vote in the United States Senate. But had they failed to get the 50 votes off the floor, and then that provided the tiebreaker for the vice president, I want to tell you that if that had not happened, uh, the fury would have begun. Now, the tempest in a teapot, that's still going to come by uh, conservative Republicans. You can absolutely, um, you know, put that in the bank. It's just been delayed a little. So let me tell you what's happening. And for for, for some of this, this is a quick review, but I'm now going to pull back the curtain. And I'm going to take you behind the scenes in the leadership of the United States Senate so you at least get a little better picture of what's going on. First of all, the vote yesterday, there, there is a, there, there's a, a couple of rules to review with you. In the Senate, for new legislation, regular legislation, I'm not going to get too deep on this, uh, there have been, in recent years, a rule put in that you have to have a majority of 60 votes. 60 votes. Not 50 plus 1, but 60 votes. You have to have a kind of a super majority to move forward. Now, my opinion is that's why we've had a lot of gridlock when you've got a nation that's uh, uh, stuck on 50-50 and with a few independents in the middle. Uh, But nonetheless, that's where we are at. Now, every year you have the federal budget. Supposedly, the Congress is by Constitution supposed to pass out a budget every year. They'll do continuing resolutions, which means uh, during the Obama administration, I think there was one budget for the entire, what, seven or eight years, if even that. I'd have to I'd have to go back and research that. But you also have another tool called budget reconciliation. It's really supposed to be designed to tweak uh, all based on the money. And if you want to change things in Washington or Tallahassee, follow the money and either turn the money on for a particular project or cut the funds off. That's as good as voting for the policy. So... Under this Budget Reconciliation Act, it doesn't require 60 votes. It only requires 50. Now, another rule in the Senate is they have to vote just to have a vote that they're going to proceed. This whole two-week ruckus uh, of the last two weeks in the United States Senate has been over whether they could even get enough Republican senators to do 50 plus 1 in order to have the debate that we're having today or having the votes that we're having today. And uh, yesterday, um, by the chinny-chin-chin, 50 Republicans on the Florida Senate voted to move forward. Mike Pence was sitting and waiting in the chair to be the 51st vote, so they got past a procedural vote. But as I said, that's just gingerbread. My friends, that's just that's just showbread. 
The reason is late last night they had a procedural vote. We, we now have three telling votes. I'll be writing about the second vote last night, and that was a procedural vote um, because the Democrats had complained that one of the issues required a 60% uh, override. And so to vote on the objection to the Democrats, they had a vote. And guess what? It failed by 57 to 43. So what does that tell us? Well, there's 52 Republicans, so-called Republicans, I guess some would say, in the United States Senate. So if all Republicans voted for the bill, which was the case, 43 from 52 leaves you with 9. That tells you that 9 Republicans or 7 more Republicans than voted yes hours earlier you know, two Republicans have been consistent. They're they're the two, you know, they're Miss No's, you know. Uh, Miss Maine, no, and Miss McCluskey, no. Alaska and Maine, or Maine and Alaska in that order. Uh, so we had people peeling off. So now we had two votes today. Let me tell you, if you are an astute observer of the U.S. Senate, you're asking yourself, man, we're having two votes today? Bill, did you say we got another vote tomorrow? And, oh, Bill, during the first hour, did you say this whole thing is going to be over Thursday night or Friday morning? What's up with that? The U.S. Senate never moves this fast, never has these votes. Well, because it's not a regular deal. The rules always, and I'll tell you what I do in Tallahassee. 22 years I've been doing this. You know how you get good at your trade? Know what the rules are. Know how the rules work. And by the way, sometimes they're adopted from, uh, like in this case, we have Republicans in charge in Tallahassee. And a lot of times they just, you know, take the same rules when the new regime comes in for two years. And sometimes they redo the rules. The first thing you want to do is a good, good, what do you call it, a lobbyist? whether you call it a legislative um, you know, consultant, first thing you do is learn the rules and anticipate how the rules are going to work in your favor and how they're going to work against you. I see many people come to Tallahassee, and especially the ones they talk a good game the first couple, three years about, oh, I'm going to do this, do that, da, da, da. And you just watch them because how'd that happen? Well... Rule number 46.5, take a look at it. If you knew the rules, you wouldn't have put out that letter to your constituents last night about how this was all going to go down this way because you have egg on your face today. That's what experience buys you. Now, so as we pull back this curtain, what's happening is is that, um, first of all, once this debate, once this process got started, uh, I, I don't know how the clock works, but there's a 20-hour deal and then there's a series of, uh, of amendments that can flow. Long story short, I believe with calculations I've read, it's going to uh, be all over probably in the very early morning hours of Friday. And that means they either got to find a way to pass something to get it back over the House or else. I'm not going to talk about or else today. Because what I want to do is explain a little bit by pulling the curtain back what we have. So last night the vote failed. 
We're seeing already that the Republican defectors uh, who probably never intended on voting for Obamacare, they already were showing themselves. Now, let's fast forward to a couple of hours ago. You've had two more votes in the last, I think, three hours or so on the U.S. Senate's proposal to get something on the board to either repeal or repeal and replace or do both. The First Amendment you're going to hear about is about the Hyde Amendment. Henry Hyde was a member of Congress for years, a very staunch pro-life individual. And the Hyde Amendment that's been on the books for years have said has said no federal dollars will go to pay for abortions. That's been part of written policy. Okay? Now, in addition to that, you have this whole idea about where does the money go. Now, I contend that the first vote we had this afternoon, by the way, for these votes to pass, you have to have 60 yay votes. Friends, there's only 52 Republicans. How many Democrats do you know that are pro-life in the U.S. Senate? Okay, you got the picture real quick? So, first of all, you know, I know, when you know the facts, the majority leader knows, everybody knows, the first vote's not going to fly. There's no way he can get 60 votes. So why do they do it? Listen close, class. Incumbent protection. You see, there are 52 Republicans. Now, the majority leader for the Senate Republicans is Mitch McConnell. One of his jobs is to make sure that he does no harm. You understand what I say? That he ha- you know, when the next election runs around, comes around, there are at least 52 Republicans. You with me? So there's where the incumbent protection comes along. Now, do you know why I believe this vote was taken on the Hyde Amendment? Because there's a little something in there for everybody. Follow me. So you have this vote. All the Democrats vote against it. You with me? They can go back and tell their constituents, Kathy Castor, our, uh, well, no, strike that. Bill Nelson, our senator, he starts running for re-election. Hey, I want to tell you, I, I, I voted, you know, I voted against banning money for abortion. That will play real good with the folks that are supporting Senator Bill Nelson. Marco Rubio was one of uh, the ones voting for uh, the prohibition of federal dollars going to um, abortion. What Marco will do is come back, hey, I voted for no money to go back. So as you can see, it's a vote that's on the books. Now, the Republicans are not doing incumbent protection for Bill Nelson. I'm just giving that as a side example. Here's where it does make a difference. I'll use one example. Susan Collins, Republican senator from Maine. Some in the South would call her a rhino, Republican in name only. 
Some say she's a moderate. Pro-lifers will just say she's a liberal Republican. And when you get to the Northeast, the Republican base is made up more of fiscal Republicans than social conservative Republicans. You know what I mean? You get in Boston, New York, Maine, Vermont. I mean, the Republican base, but guess what? They're all pro-abortion, pro-choice, however you want to call it. So here's what happens to Republicans. They had this Henry Hyde vote, right? So what comes down with that? (laughs) Now all the Republicans have this first vote they can come back and campaign on. Susan Collins goes back to Maine and tells her constituents when she's being challenged for people upset that she blocked the repeal and replacement, because that's the story of Tomorrowland. Uh, She'll go back to her constituents and say, I tell you, I voted to protect the woman's right to choose. So guess what? Her folks are happy with her. Then you've got people like either Marco Rubio or you got people from some of the Deep South states where it's very pro-life. Guess what? Those Republicans come back and talk about how they voted. So it's a little bit for everybody, but it's intended to have all 52 Republicans take something positive home. That's the first vote. So, folks, set that vote aside. When I come back after the break... I'm going to tell you about the second vote that just came down, and I'm going to name names. I'm going to tell you who in what state, because Rand Paul had his simple repeal bill. Just repeal, we'll decide in two years. It simply would have removed the mandates and and the, the tax consequences. That went down in flames within the last hour or so. That's the vote that I think you want to look at up to this date. There may be more to come. I'll explain to you what happened on that vote, and I'm going to name some names because people are wanting to finally know who is it that's blocking the repeal and replace of the Unaffordable Health Care Act, that being Obamacare. I'll reveal those names next on The Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. After seven years of emphatic campaign promises, Senate Republicans demonstrated Wednesday they don't have the stomach to repeal Obamacare when it really counts, as the Senate voted 55 to 45 to reject legislation undoing major portions of Barack Obama's law without replacing it. Seven Republicans joined all Democrats in rejecting an amendment by Rand Paul of Kentucky that would have repealed most of former President Obama's health care law with a two-year delay but no replacement. President Trump said Wednesday he wants transgender people barred from serving in the U.S. military in any capacity, citing tremendous medical costs and disruption. Trump's announcement on Twitter would reverse the effort under President Obama to open the armed services to transgender people. On Wall Street, the dot by 95 points. This is SRN News. 
What I love the most about this school is that we get to learn about Jesus and that he loves us. This is Bill Carl. You know, parents just like you right now are looking into the benefits of private Christian school education. I just love the heart of the people here. The teachers are very warm. It's traditional classrooms. They're small sizes. I like how you can talk about Jesus and relate Jesus to everything. With school just around the corner, don't let finances or location keep you from providing your child with the best education possible. Why not log on today to ChristianTuitions.com. That's our website, by the way. And find out about a great Christian school in your community for half off the first year's tuition. Amazing schools like Bayshore Christian School in South Tampa, Citrus Park Christian School, Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie, Sarasota Christian School, Tampa Bay Christian Academy, and Word of Life Institute. They partner with me to lead them to Jesus, and that's what it's all about. Half off your first year's tuition at a great Christian school near you. ChristianTuitions.com. I'm Gunnar Kral, a sophomore at Clemson University and a graduate from Sarasota Christian School. My time at Sarasota Christian prepared me for college in, in a lot of ways. I think a definite advantage at Sarasota Christian School is the, the smaller class size. The smaller class size allow the teachers to teach more in depth about the topic than other schools. We are uh, able to learn more about the why things are and not just black and white facts. If you're not ready for it, college life can definitely be a, an experience, maybe sometimes not a positive one. But being a Sarasota Christian and their emphasis on spiritual learning, it definitely gives you a, good, a really good foundation when you transition into that college life and uh, being out on your own. You're able to realize who you are, what you believe, and why you do the things that you do. And this gives you a great moral compass as you go throughout your time in college. Send your child to Sarasota Christian School. Visit sarasotachristian.org. That's sarasotachristian.org. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle? Problems with the electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Saturdays at noon, Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. People that don't walk with the Lord come up with these questions sometimes. Oh, God, show me your will, and you haven't been walking with Christ. You're going to make some mistakes here if you're not careful. Our point here is to stay in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. With all of the challenges facing our pastors, they need our encouragement. So tell your pastor about Faith Talk's annual Pastors Appreciation Day, September 21st at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Dr. Albert Moeller is coming with a message of encouragement. As always, there's a delicious meal. Time to connect with other pastors, free resources, equipping forums, and amazing prizes. Let your pastor know you love him. Tell him about Faith Talk's Pastors Appreciation Day. Seats are free. RSVP at letstalkfaith.com. Americans who continue to suffer under Obamacare's skyrocketing costs and diminishing options. I thank every colleague who voted to begin the debate. I thank the president, his administration, 
and our friends in the House for the roles that they have played. Now we have to keep working hard. We're determined to do everything we can to succeed. We know our constituents are counting on us. We'll work through an open amendment process. I know members in both parties have health care ideas they'd like to offer. If you've got one, bring it to the floor. Last night, the Senate considered a comprehensive Obamacare repeal and replace substitute. That amendment was subject to a 60-vote threshold because the Congressional Budget Office had not provided a score for that provision as yet. But it represented a number of important health care reform ideas developed by our members. Later today, the Senate will vote on another alternative that is based on the Obamacare repeal legislation that passed Congress in 2015 and was vetoed by President Obama. We'll consider many different proposals throughout this process from senators on both sides of the aisle. Ultimately, we want to get legislation to finally end the failed Obamacare status quo through Congress and to the President's desk for his signature. This certainly won't be easy. Hardly anything in this process has been. But we know that moving beyond the failures of Obamacare is the right thing to do. We've put a lot of hard work already into this. We've had important successes like we saw with the vote to proceed yesterday. We have to keep up the work now so we can get this done. And that was the voice of Senate Majority Leader um, McConnell as he was uh, giving a uh, pre-speech to the opportunity to move the bill forward today. Now, now for the big, um, the big lesson of the day class, and we're talking about uh, uh, we've pulled the curtain back uh, for the last few moments on what's happening behind the scenes with leadership on Capitol Hill with the U.S. Senate. So we've just had what I call is the vote. You might have heard it on SRN News as it was uh, teased earlier today. Uh, And that is, um, this was the amendment offered by Senator Rand Paul, Republican of Kentucky. This amendment would mirror the 2015 vote that uh, I think other than Susan Collins of Maine, all the Republicans will talk about here voted to repeal Obamacare. I must give my hat off to Susan Collins of Maine. She has been consistent with her no all the way through. Now, so they had the vote just moments ago, and uh, this would be the more or less the clean repeal, two years to come up with the fix, very similar 2015, and guess what? It failed by a vote of 55 to 45. Now, here is where it becomes very clear. I'm going to share with you uh, the seven senators who voted against the bill on the GOP side of the aisle. These are the people, regardless of their positioning on the right, left, in the middle, they are the ones responsible for us not to be able to come together. They are the ones that, other than Susan Collins, many of which have been talking about, hey, just give us the Senate, give it the House, give us the presidency, and we will repeal this thing. We'll get rid of it. Start over. They've gotten reelected on that drumbeat a few times. And now... um, 
for those of you who have pencil and paper and uh, would like to pray for the specific individuals that um, really stand in between on the Republican side, getting the help that many of the victims of Obamacare are in need of. We hear often, and and, and God bless the efforts to help those who had pre-existing conditions, those that got a subsidy that, well, we're just borrowing. We don't have the money for that, but nonetheless, they got the subsidy. But what you don't hear about is, is probably how many times that amount of people who either walked away, couldn't afford the premiums, and if they could afford the premiums, they couldn't afford the deductibles, and they're paying penalties to IRS or, or who knows what, whole lot more many Americans hurting over that, victimized by Obamacare than uh, those who have been helped in the pre-existing conditions. So here's where the prayer for some. Here is the targeting for others. Here is where we are at. Let's start with um, Susan Collins of Maine. Let me just tell you that she's been consistent all the way through. And uh, for that, uh, hats off to her because she has been consistently voting no. She's very much an abortion rights Republican, and uh, she hails from the state of Maine. Next, let's talk about uh, Murkowski, uh, Senator Murkowski from Alaska. I understand that premiums were up around $2,000 or so, uh, allegedly uh, huge premiums in Alaska. And uh, I don't know why she would not want to move forward except... uh, Uh, Maybe she answers to many people who are getting the subsidies up there. But uh, Lisa Murkowski also voted no for the what I would call the the straight repeal or what you may hear later as repeal light. Then let's go down to some of the other senators from Tennessee. Long term serving Senator Lamar Alexander. Question is uh, how the folks in Tennessee will feel about Lamar Alexander not voting to repeal this legislation. In West Virginia, uh, another of the ladies of the Senate, very much been spoken of when you speak of Collins or Murkowski, and that is Shelley Moore Capito, West Virginia. She voted no. Then you have from Nevada. I think this was the individual that was sitting right next to Donald Trump on Monday. Uh, And that is uh, Dan Heller. Dan Heller voted no from Nevada. The hero that arrived yesterday in the triumphal entry with with the huge battle that he has before him in terms of cancer, from Arizona, Senator John McCain voted no to repeal and replace. Last but not least, this would be interesting because when it comes to elections, we talk a lot about Ohio and Florida. Last but not least, Rob Portman from Ohio voted against simple repeal and replace. These seven senators are going to be talked about in great detail. Some of these senators, they're probably already our opponents who are meeting potential opponents that are thinking about throwing their hat in the ring to challenge some of these individuals. Probably some of those uh, conference calls and phone calls are happening already. Now, there's going to be a series of votes. Let me just say this. If something uh, unusual happens, 
And between now and these final rounds of votes that will happen every day now, there will be one or two more tomorrow, tomorrow night, and then into the wee hours of Friday morning. And by the time you probably wake up Friday, you're going to start to hear the reporting that the Senate was uh, failed to take action. As far as the Republicans are concerned, then I don't have time to talk about it today. Then you're going to hear. Then you're going to hear the getting out, getting out the putty and the patch. Oh, because quite frankly, the talk is the, the clock is ticking, and the new premiums have to come out by November. And Congress has got to do something about what's happening with health care this year. And um, if you have been, if you are, have been a, a heavy supporter of repealing and replacing in a market-driven health care system and to avoid a single-payer system, I can tell you that you've got some increased pain coming up in a few days and uh, your ears will be burning. All right, uh, another quick topic. I wish I had more time to talk about this. Let me ask you a question, especially many of you heading out to church tonight. How would you feel if your employer said, hey, I got a great idea. We're going to provide an opportunity to put a chip in you. That's right, a biometric chip. Now, we know that that has worked pretty good for what dogs and cats, because when dogs and cats, you know, go astray, You put the chip in and figure out whose dog it is. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I've been studying my Bible for years. In fact, I'm in in Revelation right now teaching in my Bible fellowship class that I lead along with uh, Pastor Reno Zuns at uh, Ottawa Baptist Church. And so uh, we did Daniel before uh, I taught Daniel before we went into Revelation. So we've been a little bit into, you know, prophecy. So when you hear, and I remember 30, 40 years ago, I used to think, now how, how is this Antichrist going to come along? And what are you going to do? You're going to have someone, you know, tattoo 666 on your arm or somewhere else. And that's what we kind of thought. And then we started seeing these chip things. And I go, whoa, whoa, put that chip in. And, and if Big Brother is requiring that chip, guess what? Big, big Brother knows where you're at, anytime, anywhere. You know, by the way, you take it upon yourself to cut it out yourself or have somebody else cut it off, then an alarm goes off that says that your microchip has been removed. Anyway, CBN News is reporting a Wisconsin company is set to become the first in America to give its employees the opportunity to have a microchip implanted in their hand. Three Square Market has developed software. And they say it's for use in getting items out of their vending machines. And that they're willing to pay for their employees to get chipped. About 50 employees of the company have volunteered to get the chip injection starting in August. The chips will be implanted in the employees' hands to buy things in the break room, log onto computers, open doors, and so on. 
according to Three Square Market CEO Todd Westby. I quote, it's the next thing that's inevitably going to happen, and we want to be part of it, quote, unquote. Hello, did I get your attention yet? Sometimes we as Christians, we do live in somewhat of a bubble. Here we have a major CEO of a major company going to chip his employees and say, hey, we want to be on the front end because this is the next big thing. And by the way, it's inevitable. Newsflash. Over my dead body, am I getting a chip? And who knows, it may come to that. But um, for those of you who don't think that all these many things are starting to fall into place and that we could very well be getting close, very close, I would exhort you to pull out your scripture, read your scripture, and uh, put on your seatbelt. But that's why we're here, right, Mike? I mean, we're here. We got answers. We keep you informed. And uh, I got to tell you, that story just jumped off the page at me. Inevitable. What happens when your employee says, hey, it's inevitable? Come on in here, Sally. Come on here, Bob. I got the doctor right here. Give me your arm. I'm going to put this little chip in between your forefinger and your thumb. It won't hurt. We'll pop it right in. And that is something to think about. Anyway, on tomorrow's Bill Bunkley Show, we'll have more on the health care legislation debate as the Senate GOP tries to figure out how to break the deadlock as they attempt to move forward in their quest to repeal and replace Obamacare. Plus, we'll take our daily look across West Central Florida and update you on any and any big issues of the day. But uh, that's coming up on tomorrow's program. In a moment, hey, I want to tell you, it's a great opportunity for you to go to your midweek service. It's Wednesday. Do a little praying, a little praising the Lord. While you're on the way, in just a moment, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth, False Freedom, False Freedom Part 2, that comes from Second Peter, the second chapter. And uh, it would be a great, uh, great opportunity to do a little, a little research on your way. Hello, Pastors. Bill Bunkley here. Our 2017 Pastors Appreciation Day is coming up Thursday, September 21st, and I urge you to register your RSVP today. We'll have an inspired time of worship, a great lunch, resource bags, and awesome prizes. Boaz Shalgi, owner of EDI Travel, who just hosted my pilgrimage to the Holy Land, is flying in from Israel to host a free seminar. Join Boaz at 9.30 a.m. to learn more about special sites awaiting you in the Holy Land. You'll enjoy coffee and pastries, plus a special gift from Boaz. Discover the steps to plan your pilgrimage and how to receive special complimentary benefits for you and your spouse as tour hosts. EDI Travel just earned TripAdvisor's Best Holy Land Trip for the third straight year. For more information about EDI Travel, call 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Sign up today to attend Boaz's free seminar at our annual Pastors Appreciation Day on September 21st at Let's Talk Faith. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.